Hey everybody, this is Carlo and this is the second episode of Tips Monthly Movie Loot. Thanks to those that listened to my first episode, much appreciated. Uh, it wouldn't be a film podcast if I didn't comment a little on last night's Oscars. Uh, I still need to see a lot of the films nominated, so my thoughts will be brief. Uh, first, congratulations to Bong Joon-ho for his big win with Parasite. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, even though I'm looking forward to it. However, I've seen three of his previous films. Uh, I've seen Snowpiercer, The Host, and Memories of Murder, and all of them have ranged from pretty good to great, so I'm happy uh, to see him win. Also, congrats to Joaquin Phoenix for his Best Actor win. I also haven't seen Joker, uh, but the praise his performance has gotten has been pretty unanimous. Uh, I did see a couple of the other performances nominated. Uh, I saw Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver in Mary's Story, uh, both of which I mentioned on the first episode of the podcast, and Jonathan Price uh, from The Two Popes, which I'll mention later on this episode. Uh, I'll just say that I thought all three were great, they all had great moments and great scenes in their respective films. I'll just add a bit about the first two. Uh, DiCaprio's character has that perfect sequence of scenes when he's filming the Lancer episode, which I thought was phenomenal. Uh, Driver, like I mentioned on my first episode, was pretty good in Mary's story, but he really, really nailed two key scenes towards the end of, of the film. Uh, the karaoke scene and the reading of the letter. I thought both scenes were great. Uh, it was also great to see Brad Pitt winning, an actor that I've really loved since the 90s. Seven is my number two film of all time. Uh, I've seen how Pitt has fought against the pretty boy stigma and is finally being recognized for the fine actor he is. Uh, the only other performance from that bunch I saw was Hopkins uh, from The Two Popes, which I will talk about later. But Pitt's performance is so laid back, so relaxed, so funny. Uh, you just want to hang with this guy. I smiled every time he was on screen. I really, really loved it. Congrats also to Laura Dern, who I thought was great in Mary's story. Dern is really colorful, really funny. I really enjoyed her performance. The only other category I should probably talk about is animated feature because that's another where I saw most of the nominees. I saw I Lost My Body, which I discussed on my first episode. I saw How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, which I will discuss on this episode. And I saw Half of Claws, uh, caught the last hour while my kids were watching it, uh, but I still haven't seen Toy Story 4, uh, so I can say much in terms of who deserved to win. Uh, I wouldn't have had any issues with I Lost My Body winning, it was creative, colorful, touching. How to Train Your Dragon Hidden World is pretty good, but it is the weakest of the trilogy, uh, but by a small margin, it's still a good film. So anyway, congrats to all the winners and nominees, hope you had a fun night. So, moving on to my monthly movie challenge, I'm going to talk about the first five films I've seen in February. So let's hit it. A sequel. Okay, so for the category of a sequel, uh, I saw How to Train Your Dragon 2. Saw this with the kids the day after seeing the first one, and we enjoyed it a lot as well. This time, Hiccup, voiced again by Jay Baruchel, and his friends have to face the threat of a dragon hunter called Drago, voiced by Jimon Honsu, uh, while also dealing with, with his own insecurities to become chief of the village. Uh, this, this film is maybe not as good as the first one, but it still is pretty good. There's a use of a character that comes back from the dead, which feels a bit cliche, but the character is well voiced by Kate Blanchett, and it is well treated, it's a, it's a good character, so it works 
works on that level. Uh, there is some effective emotional gravita in the relationship between Hiccup and his father. And Honsu is excellent as the antagonist. He brings a, a, a certain menace to the antagonist that is good to have. Uh, I like that they give some hints of uh, a bit of death to his character. But I would have liked if they could have explored that a bit more. I also felt the use of a, of a plot device with the dragons swapping who was the alpha dragon once and again. And I think that was far too convenient and it was used too much. Uh, but still the film manages to be fun and thrilling. So it was pretty good. A comedy film. So guess which film I saw for this category? How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Yeah, well, uh, it was free on Hulu and we were on a roll. We had already watched uh, the first two. Uh, so what the heck, we, we saw this one. Uh, this last installment, it follows Hiccup again and company as they try to look for a new home uh, for their dragons or for the village, safe from dragon hunters and slayers, while Grimmel, voiced by F. Moore Abram, an evil dragon slayer, pursues them. I would put this one maybe a tad below the second one, or maybe even on par with it. Abraham is pretty good as a bad guy, but the whole idea of moving the dragons to a safe place it didn't really make much sense to me. Uh, still, uh, the writer and the director, they managed to draw emotion effectively from the whole farewell aspect of it, and the epilogue was a pretty good closure. Uh, let's just hope the studio resists the urge for a fourth one. A film with a title that starts with the letters C or D. For this category, I saw DOA. The film follows Frank Bigelow, played by Edmond O'Brien, an accountant that goes to a police station to report his own murder by poison. Uh, via flashbacks, he tells the police of the events that might have led to this, which includes his involvement with a shipment of a stolen chemical and the corrupt individuals around it. I, I had seen the killer opening of this film a couple of years ago uh, when I took an online course on film noir and I was really impressed by it but for some reason I never got around to see the whole film so thanks to an internet friend Tacoma who brought to my attention that it was free on Amazon most of the cast of the film is pretty good, pretty effective, but I think the strength of the film is on the twists and turns it takes us as we, as we try to figure out how Frank ended up poisoned. Uh, there are a, a, a lot of red herrings, a lot of twists uh, thrown around, but the direction by Rudolf Mate keeps us focused as is possible on, on Bigelow. I wish they would have used the character of Paula, uh, Frank's girlfriend, a bit more, maybe to heighten the emotion of his fate, but still I thought it was a pretty solid film noir. A film from the 1910s. For this next category, I saw 1918's A Dog's Life, another Chaplin film under my belt. This one follows the tramp, played by Chaplin obviously, as he tries to evade the police, find a job, food and or love. Uh, all of this after rescuing a stray dog. Uh, there is an obvious parallelism between how the tramp and the dog live their lives. They both sleep in the street, they feel hungry, they are being mistreated, pushed around, uh, and it's nice to see the interactions between Chaplin and the dog. However, I felt the film lacked a truly memorable set piece, like they have in The Gold Rush with the cabin scene, or the factory in modern times, or the emotional death and impact of uh, the kid, or maybe the great dictator. Uh, still, Chaplin makes the most of the moments of physical comedy, and it's still a fun and enjoyable film. A film with the number two in its title. So for this final category for now, uh, I saw The Two Popes. 
the film follows the meeting, friendship, and eventual succession of Popes Benedict, played by Anthony Hopkins, and Pope Francis, uh, played by Jonathan Price. The film starts with the death of Pope John Paul II, which leads to the election of Pope Benedict. Uh, upon meeting Pope Francis, their different styles clash and their approaches struggle as they also face personal regrets and insecurities. This is one of those films where most people know the outcome, we all know what will happen, uh, which takes away most of the tension and conflict. The film doesn't rely on that. Uh, instead, it relies on the strong performances of both leads as we see their friendship develop. Uh, in that aspect, both actors deliver extremely emotional and likable performances. I might give a slight edge to Price, but Hopkins was also great. Uh, maybe that's because the film focuses mostly on, on, on Price, as we see flashbacks of his youth that explain the reasons why he became a, a, a priest and why he might not deem uh, himself worthy of the position of, of Pope. Uh, I wish there would have been some balance with Benedict's past as well and give us a, a bit more uh, of a chance to see Benedict's past or where he comes from. But I understand the decision to keep the main focus on one character. Uh, so if you enjoy performance-driven dramas and seeing two veteran actors duke it out, then this one's for you. Those are the five films I've seen so far in this month. Still have ten to go. The categories I have pending are a film from the 1001 movies you must see before you die list, whose ranking includes the number two. Also, a film nominated for Best Picture Academy Award this year. Uh, a film featuring the name of a couple in its title. A film with the word love in its title. A film with an African-American cast. Obviously, that's in honor of Black History Month. A film featuring football prominently. That's uh, because of Super Bowl that was held earlier this month. A film that features the President of the United States as a prominent character in honor of President's Day. A film set in New Orleans because of Mardi Gras. A film from the Dominican Republic, which will celebrate their independence at the end of the month. And a film from Vincente Minelli, who was born on February 28th. If anybody has any suggestion or recommendation of a film and you want to try it my way, you can contact me via Twitter at TIFFCGT, T-H-I-E-F-C-G-T, or on Letterboxd as TIFF12. So that's all for the second episode of TIFF's Multi-Movie Loot. You can also contact me and let me know what you think of the podcast or of any other films I talked about. So take care and... Hasta la vista, baby.